Now, it's time for the real Monica Adams show. to have you along. If you're brand new to my show, it's all about positivity. You know, years ago, I started the Triangle of Life Theory, and it has to do with mental, physical, and spiritual health. What is that? 33 and a third percent of each one of them makes up 100% of the balance of life. And day in and day out, if you practice that, your life becomes more of that for you and for those around you. Every day, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., I host a show on Facebook and on YouTube that you can watch and you can listen and you can receive the message. And hopefully it takes you on that path and that journey that you've been seeking. Every Thursday, we then drop a new episode on all of the audio podcast platforms so you can watch and you can see and it can start to change your life. I'm thrilled to have you on board. Please share the message that we're here for you and I hope you enjoy today's episode. I am your host, Monica Adams. We are in the beautiful Invita Health and Wellness Studios, and I'm super excited today to talk about all things health and wellness. You know, that's my wheelhouse. I've been in it for over 25 years as a director of wellness and personal trainer, involved in life coaching, helping you with your meal planning, all those things over the years, and I've met some incredible people over my journey. Of course, I've been an athlete since I was very, very young and was always drawn to staying in shape and the endurance aspect of it all and carving the body the way you want to carve it. People look at the aesthetic aspect of life, but we always talk about the mental and the spiritual side as well. And what are you doing to take care of your mind? What are you doing to take care of your soul and your spirit and your heart? Well, there is a person that I connect with heart to heart that I met many years ago. A lot of you know that I was in television at Fox 2 and in KSDK here, the NBC affiliate, was in radio as well. But in my TV days at Fox 2, I met this beautiful soul that, you know, sometimes you do interviews and you have a great interview and you say, thank you so much. And you might not ever see that person again. And that could have been the case, but God had a different story. And we have kept in touch now. I don't even know how many years ago that was. It was definitely, I always say it's either AJ or it'd be BJ. So it's before Jim or after Jim. This was before Jim. This is before Jim came back into my life when I was at Fox 2. Uh, we did a great interview and we were talking about kettlebell training. We were talking about this incredible thing that I still have in my house that I use. It was called a battle bag. And my clients, whenever I pull it out, they're always like, oh, we don't want to do that. Look it up, by the way. Battle bag training. We incorporate it a lot when we do our, our, our fitness boxing. So this is where Kasia Sitars and I met. And then we stayed friends over the years. And we came back together like a rush of a wave within this last year, really talking about wanting to do things together. And I, I, you know, she and I did an Instagram live together that was really impactful, but we said, let's collaborate on a greater scale. Let's do some things together. Well, she's now doing her own podcast. She is the director of a clinic in Canada about health and wellness. She is a fitness professional, fitness model, health advocate, so many things like many women, she wears many hats. Well, how does she do it all and still say that she is fulfilled and happy and not stressed and driven to help 
help you. Those are all the things that we're going to discuss today. We're also going to discuss cold plunges. Now, as soon as I say that, do you all go, oh, no, no way. I couldn't do that way. You're going to see some pictures and videos of her doing just that. You know, some of you might do the polar plunge here for the Special Olympics. That's the closest I've gotten to do this. So I need to travel to Canada and do this with her. I told her I, I, I want to be introduced to it. She does it on a regular basis and she'll talk about the health benefits of it. We'll also talk about how driven she is on taking care of your heart. And we you know both of us share something we wish we didn't share, and that is concussion dealing with concussion symptoms. So many levels. we got a lot to talk about with Kasha. So she's my guest coming up from Canada when we return. Think about this. When's the last time you called your doctor at two o'clock in the morning and he actually answered? Well, at Innovare Health Advocates, their patients are special. Their doctors, nurse practitioners, their care team care deeply about your health, your family, your work, and even your pet. Their clinicians are accessible and they lead your care in and out of the hospital. In fact, Dr. Charles Willie offers his cell phone number to his patients to ensure they can intervene early in your illness. They can provide care above and beyond, offering lab, x-ray, echocardiogram, and other treatments in their office. Innovare Health Advocates with five locations on both sides of the river. Check them out. InnovareHealth.com. You know, health and wellness is what we are all about on this show. Positivity, as much as we can possibly get you to understand your possibilities in life, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And one of the people that I really connect with on that level is my guest. Here she is. It's Kasha Sitars. Now she's in Canada. Hello, my friend. So glad to have you with me. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I know this has been a long time in the coming, for sure. And I know you mentioned concussions, and that's something that kind of stopped me from coming on the show for a little while, but I'm here, I'm present, and I'm ready to rock. We're, we're super, super excited. I mean, we've got so much that we're going to discuss over yeah. this next hour, but let's go back to the beginning. You and I met, you came in town, um, and we were talking back then about kettlebell training, which a lot of people do now, a lot, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And then we also were talking about battle bags. So how'd you get involved in all of that? Oh, my goodness. Um, so I was in health and wellness from a young age, like as an athlete. And I just remember walking into Treadmill Factory here in Canada. Um, and I just happened to be in the store at the right time where there was a, a man, Ryan Shanahan. Mm -hmm. He was there and he was producing this new product, which was the battle bag. And I remember being there and he's like, he looks at the owner of Treadmill Factory. And he's like, who's that? What does she do? Like, I want her involved. So they put me in a room on the spot and asked me to videotape if I, because I told them I was in fitness, they asked me to videotape a segment of me just working out with this product, this battle bag. And so I did it. And I remember being so nervous. They were like counting me down. This was the first time I was like in front of a camera and I'm like, okay, gosh, you can do this. They're counting me down and or counting me in right into the segment. And I was so nervous, but it was like, it was like, everything just came out in that moment. You know, all my fitness, like my passion for fitness came out. And so they wanted to use me for battle bag and I became one of the main instructors. And that led me on the journey to be on like breakfast television, a, a TV show here in, uh, in Canada. And, um, and then led me to you 
And so mm-hmm. I showed up for your TV segment. I always feel so nervous for those things, yet you made me feel so comfortable. We connected right away. It was such a great time. And yeah, and that's how you how we met. And then we did a workout together. Yes, we did. Exactly. Well, yeah, we were showing the segment and uh, Ryan, he was so awesome as well. And I was like, this thing is awesome. And then you were like, well, let's do a workout. I'm like, okay. I was drenched. Yeah. Drenched in sweat. I think that's what also connected me with with you is like, you're just, your passion and drive just to be like, yeah, let's do this. And that's kind of how I operate in life too. It's like, okay, I have this opportunity. Here's the pros. Here's the cons. Do I want to do it? Yes, let's go. Jump on it. And I love I love the energy that well, you have. You know what? That's a good point for us to bring up, Kasha, because you miss so many opportunities in life if you don't just take the bull by the horns, take the reins and say, what do you have to lose? Why not? You know, but there's a lot of people in this industry that wouldn't have taken that challenge from you because you said, what do you think? You want to try it? Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get drenched and well, let's change clothes. I'm, I don't care. Let's do it. Yeah. And it, it created a bond between you and I. And I, I, I laughed because I still do use that today in my so boxing. Monday do you do? <laughs> I do too. And my, cl- yeah, I, I don't do as much personal training anymore. I'm really focused on my clinic and yes. um, the leadership side of the clinic, the health and wellness clinic. However, I still have a couple clients and I'll pull that out. Because I'm like, if you want, you know, solid abs and a good back and shoulders, I'm like, pull up the battle bag. The battle bag <laughs> is where it's at. <laughs> it's and I like think- MMA training, by the way, folks. I want yes. you to look it up. I mean, we they're, they're all down smashing down into the bag and taking it over the head, slamming it down. There's just really <laughs> oh my god. So can I just share this story too? So I did. I I was the main instructor, and I was called Killer Kasha for this DVD that we put out. Okay, so first of all, I was like. Ryan, really, is there any other name that you could choose? Killer Kasha. But my energy when I was 20, in my 20s, my energy was through the roof. Not that it's not through the roof now. It's just, you know, there's some challenges that have come along the way that have made me really set, like step back a bit. So I was on this DVD and just recently, I would say a couple of years ago, I found these DVDs and I'm like, okay, I got to find a DVD player. I want to play this and see what this looks like. And I was looking back at it and imagine like I have a big screen in front of me watching myself instruct and it was a beginner class. And there's me on the screen. Like my voice is so loud too. And I'm like, let's go. It's beginner 20,000 burpees on this bag. And I was like, they use me like I was (laughs) so passionate. Isn't it funny to look back? I love looking back. My When I first started in the business 30 years ago, I was in radio and I listened to my voice back then. I'm like, oh my God, I sound like a child. Yeah. You know what though? That brings up a good point too. And when something scares us, um, you know, it's it's because sometimes we don't feel fully ready. But, but when do we really feel fully ready? Right. And I even look back at some of the business things I did, right? And I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, I put that out there. But it's <laughs> don't start, we won't grow. Right. Right. And even like podcasting, you know, like there's a fear around starting something new. There can be at least Mm -hmm. just do it anyways. And then you can see the growth, look back and be like, wow, look at how much I've grown versus something that I used to do. I used to be like, oh my goodness, what is this? 
what is this work? I can't believe I put this out there. <laughs> well, that's because it's one of the things, you know, and, and I talk about this book all the time. I'm a big proponent of the four agreements. And so many people, they are so scared of what do other people think of what, what do other people think about me? They assume so much. They don't always bring their best to the table. All these things of the four agreements that you make with yourself and be impe impeccable with your word. Right. So you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, on up every single day that you have blessed, uh, you know, breath in your lungs, you have the opportunity to say, what do I have to lose? You have so many opportunities that you can grab or you can have those missed opportunities and then life's passing you by. For us, we met, I don't even remember how many years ago. It's like 13, maybe 12, yeah. 13 years ago, possibly. Uh, how, how, how old are you now? 36. So do I'm you know how old you were then? I think it was like 20. I want to say 20. Cause it was my real first paycheck in fitness. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like a, it's a moment. I think it was 23. I want to say. That's what I think. So I think it was 13 yeah. years ago and yeah. you just look at your growth and it's all those things. And we try to get to all of you that are younger, very early on to say, find your voice, just try it. Just put yourself out there. So what if you fail? It's those incredible picking yourselves up and, and then realizing I failed so many times until yeah. I didn't. Right. That I have a thing when I work out in our basement, Kasha, that says, and I know you probably do this with, with clients and in your clinic, that your mind will give up a hundred times before your body ever will. And it just drives me when I won't. When, when I feel like, oh, I'm so exhausted, like my heart's about ready to bounce out of my chest and I think I'm done. Nope. My body's like, no, you're not. But your mind thinks you are right. Yeah. You deal with the mental side so much. Oh, yes. Yeah. We talk a lot um, about the mental side, even just in my clinic. Um, back when I used to teach, so I had another company called True Mentality Incorporated. And right. it was all, you know, fitness classes. And a big part was mentality, true mentality. And so, you know, yes, there's the, the fitness side and there's a the nutrition side and all of that. But if you're miserable inside and you're not really um, cultivating a, a positive energy, then it's really going to be hard when challenges come your way, because you're going to see the challenge as something that is stuck in you. And that's not true. The challenge isn't in you. You can overcome your spirits in you. So mm -hmm. if that spirit is bright enough, even just a little bit of light, you and you use that just a small amount, it will create momentum and you can overcome that, right? So the mindset is so powerful. And, Absolutely. and you know, there's a book called, um, it's The Untethered Soul. Mm -hmm. And it talks about how we have so many thoughts that come into our brain minute by minute. Mm -hmm. And we have to choose, we have to be discerning with what thoughts come in and we allow what thoughts to actually generate on the exterior. So I do a really cool exercise with my clients where I get them to check in with their thoughts. And if you have, you know, negative depleting thoughts, just note that, forgive yourself for having those thoughts because we can be so hard on ourselves. And then mm -hmm. the cool thing is we get to choose otherwise. And then what you're doing is you're telling your brain that I'm choosing differently and something called neuroplasticity kicks mm -hmm. in where you're rewiring the brain. And now your brain is, it's, it's gonna start to operate in a different way. Yes, absolutely. Well, and again, you know, I, I just spoke recently at a caregiver conference and said how important it is before you ever take care of your spouse, your aging parent, your child, you, you, you know, you think I didn't sign up for this so early on in my life, but suddenly you're thrown, you're deep into the throes of it all. But how do you ever take care of them if you haven't taken care of yourself? And I ask people that are in these chairs on a regular basis that are in the interviews. I understand the hard times that you're going through, but what about you? 
when are you taking care of you? And they're not, you know, you know what? I just did a solo podcast last night. I felt Mm -hmm. inclined to jump on the, on the mic because this past month, and I'm going to be very honest and you know, part of this story, Mm -hmm. um, I had a concussion six years ago and maybe some listeners can relate to this. Concussions are really tough. Um, Yes. The, the movie Will Smith is in concussion. It oh, actually incredible it, movie. It's an incredible movie. And it made me feel like, wow, this is what I'm experiencing where you have such fogginess and you don't feel like yourself. So for the last month I was jumping and push jumping on podcasts and, and trying to push through, but yet I felt so depleted because I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I was almost just trying to do something that was not possible. My brain was like, you need to slow down. You need to stop. So six years years ago, I had this concussion. And it's interesting how it will creep back in when you are not taking care of yourself. And there is an emotion, emotional component to concussions as, as well. It's usually, when, yeah, it's usually when you're trying to control too much instead of just allowing. And so, yeah, I jumped on a podcast and talked about it about it yesterday. And I just, I felt finally like myself a little bit where I, I could put out some content that was good because for the last month I felt like a fog, a fog. And then you feel honestly kind of, kind of dumb. Like I, I feel, I felt like this isn't how I show up normally. You know, I I think I'm an intelligent woman and I couldn't get the words you know what yep. I mean? Like, I love talking about like neuroplasticity and co-plexes <laughs> and the benefits and I love learning and it just wasn't coming. And so I, I almost like, there was times where I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should shut I this down. This. Right. Because again, I didn't feel like myself, me, my spirit would say, no, you're right. not going to give up. Right. You're going to keep going. And something clicked in. I said some prayers yesterday. I got back really deep into the spirit component. So even though the movement wasn't good, um, the nutrition was a little bit off, I got back into my spirit and I started to ask myself questions and I got curious with my own heart. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do right now in this moment to show up? How okay. can I make some shifts, even though I'm going through this right now, what can I do that might be small that's going to create a huge impact? And that's what I did. I put some good music on, started to cook again, like healthy nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided, you know, maybe movement right now is going to, take a step back. And I got more into the spirit of things, the mental side of things. Isn't it crazy what Cash is saying? If you listen, she said six years ago, for all of you that have ever experienced a concussion in athletics, in a car accident, which was mine, your concussion came from? Soccer. From and soccer. I didn't know it was a concussion until three weeks later. So there's well, some symptoms signs you really want to watch out for. There are. And here's the thing. Somebody introduced me. Well, the, the lady that's been then treating me from, from an, now again, a lot of you remember this story, or maybe you didn't see that show from an eye aspect. It yeah. was crazy to think that what was happening with my eyes was directly correlated to the concussion. And I thought, I would have never seen that. Obviously, I went to a neurologist, went to, uh, I wanted to go to a chiropractor. And they were like, no, 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 we don't want you to be uh, manually adjusted. We don't want anything in your cervical area. All of this from a car accident almost two years ago. But the the doctor at the Center for Vision here in St. Louis said, I want you to look into this book. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Ghost in My Head. And all of a sudden, it's like, yes, it's the aha of you get it. Everybody that's uh, around us listening to what we're talking about, they're like, I don't know, you you're still suffering. Like here we are two years later here. Cash is talking about six years later. 
For a lot of us, it's probably going to be something that you deal with lifelong and you didn't sign up for it. But then all of a sudden, as you said, I remember because it happened when I was still in television thinking, I can't even speak. Right. So I, I was off for three months because um, I, I, there was no way I, I was on short-term disability. I couldn't go back. They were like, um, yeah, you can't come back. That's like a liability. There's, there's, it's a dangerous side of what's going to happen. I might even just, I felt like one day I'm just going to have a blank stare of where am I? Like, yeah. it's just the craziest thing. Anybody that has ever been through that. And if you haven't, thank God you haven't, because it's, it's a scary thing. And it's not like an injury where someone can see a bone protruding yeah. through your skin. It's up here. And it's something that you deal with on a, on a daily basis, the nausea feelings, the, the, the fog, the blurriness in your yeah. eyes, the, the double vision. It's yeah. the emotions, yeah. the up and down of emotions, right? All of a sudden you go from happy to, to sad. And again, it like, I know myself and I'm like, where is this coming from? Right. And it's right. like, you're watching yourself speaking and you know, it's not you. So it's it, it emotion. In slow motion, and it can be really frustrating. Yeah. However, I do believe there's lessons in everything. And sure. I think our body is constantly talking to us. So I did a lot of the healing as well six years ago for my concu- for the concussion that I had. And it was a lot of like bringing oxygen to the brain, slowing things down. That's usually a reminder to slow, to slow down in life as well. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing a lot of healing, but it just goes to show you like it can come back and it is our body talking to us. Yep. For sure. There's usually a metaphysical component to injury or disease, dis-ease in the body. It's dis-ease. So, you know, even disease, like it just doesn't come out of nowhere sometimes. Sometimes we have these things that are speaking to us, but we're not stopping to listen. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we, we talk regularly on the show about being in the moment and watching and listening to the hello, someone's trying to tell you something, whether you're faith-based or I feel God talks to me, my dad talks to me up in heaven. And it's like little whispers. And then all of a sudden it's like slap in the face and it's yeah. a gut punch of yeah. you're not paying attention. And right. when, you know what, you, you brought up a good point, Kesha. I truly believe that a lot of the symptoms that I felt early on after the accident were when I was getting worked up and I was trying to just deal with everything that the, you know, the medical bills were coming in and I was having to try to go back to work. And then I'm trying to take care of all my clients. And as I would start to talk about it, you could feel a difference in the way I was breathing and it was all up in here. And then all of a sudden I would go like this and my husband's like, it's the stress. The stress is bringing on the, the, uh, bringing the concussion symptoms back, trying to though, push it down and relax and calm yourself and work on all those things, which by the way, Cash and I are very, very big on the levels of what you can do to help heal your body. We're going to talk more about that. Cash Sitars again is my guest. We're going to have more with Cash when we return. Hi, it's Monica Adams. Thank you so much for following along with The Real Monica Adams Show since we launched back in March. But I wanted to let you know there's so much more that I could do with you, your business, your corporation. Did you know that I'm a motivational speaker all around the world, as well as an MC and an auctioneer? So if you have an event, maybe a nonprofit organization, and you want to book me, just shoot me an email, info at therealmonicaadams.com. Personal training, life coaching, and styling as well. Info at therealmonicaadams.com. 
We've been talking with Kasia Satars from Canada, a very dear friend of mine that I met about 13 years ago when she came into Fox 2. We were talking about kettlebell training. We were talking about battle bag training. And we developed this friendship. And we've stayed in touch. And then it's been in and out just as friends do. And then all of a sudden you come back. I always believe that God says, now's your time. And that's what we felt. She and I actually started talking about collaborating. We even talked about doing our own podcast together. And you never know what the world is going to bring to us. But at this time I started mine. And then all of a sudden Kasia said, Monica, I'm doing it. I'm starting my podcast. And you just did. When did you launch that, by the way? Uh, so I launched it about, I would say one and a half months ago. Mm-hmm. And then I was hit with the concussion symptoms. So I launched it, um, but it came together so nicely. It's called Thrive Podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's all about thriving and rising above. And I love that because you know, having experienced um, pain myself and discomfort, as we all do as humans, I also was um, humbled with watching people who are no longer here go through disease. And so for me, living life fully is really important and whatever that looks like for, for each person. And so thriving is what it's all about. And what does that look like? Thriving in health, in wellness, in mindset, in connections, in your spiritual connection, and then rising above. So even though we have these situations that come up, what are some tools and techniques that you can do on a daily basis to rise above these things? Because that's what it's all about, really. Where like, things are going to constantly come in. And it's, it's, you know, I always look at a person and I think, how do they overcome certain things? And that mm-hmm. usually shows their character. And that's, oh, that's absolutely over time, right? So. You you have to, if you haven't seen the podcast already, uh, the woman that was on with me within the last few weeks, I think it was such a powerful show because you would look at her and think, oh my God, like you talk about gut punch. How in the world did you pick up the pieces and how have you lived from 2001 to now after you lost your son at the age of seven uh, when he had just visited the St. Louis Zoo on a field trip in first grade and a drunk driver comes and runs over the curb and he's standing in the sidewalk and takes his life. And you think, how do you go on? She had to pick up the pieces. She had to be a wife again. She had to be a mother again because there were two younger kids. And and the fact that she and her husband, that they were able to stay together because a lot of times wow. it breaks relationships up. I mean, yeah. so many things. You want to talk about rising up and thriving. There's a perfect wow. example for you, right? That's incredible. That's yes. incredible. You know, sometimes I think of even just the challenges I've gone through. And then I look at some somebody else's challenges and I'm like, wow. You know, somebody exactly. like that, it's, that's yeah. incredible. And I really do believe like there's, when you believe that there's a purpose of, in your life and there's something greater than just yourself, I think that really for myself personally, like that's what keeps me going. You know, it's like, okay, well, hold on. I'm here to serve. So yes. even though these things are happening, you know, how can I still overcome this? Because I know it's going to be something that I can maybe help somebody else through. You know, mm-hmm. I went through a lot of, um, in my early twenties, I went through just not having a lot of self-love for myself. And even though I was a fitness model and, you know, on magazines and doing all this work, when I looked in the, in the mirror, I didn't see what everybody else saw. And so I had to, and I was pushed up against a wall at one point and I had to work through that. And I always remember saying, maybe God has given me this because maybe I'm going to have a daughter one day and she's going through something similar. So if I can overcome this, it's going to be lessons that I can pass on to her or somebody else. 
I was just, so you already went there, but I was just going to go into the next part to say, you can tell Cash is a beautiful woman, but you had to see all these pictures. We're going to show you as a fitness model. And you look at that. And I want people to understand the whole thing about not judging a book by its cover. You think you can look at someone and say, oh, well, they've got everything in life just handed to them. They've got beautiful looks. They're in great shape. Maybe they have money. Uh, they married this person. Uh, they have this particular job. All these levels of things that people go through and they just think that life is easy for them and that they have no problems. I love the fact that you already brought it up and said, yeah, I was a fitness model. People will look at you and go, oh my gosh, she's stunning. She's gorgeous. What does she have to complain about? You never know what's in someone's life though. And all these people are judging and yes. assuming. One, 100%. And when I started my fitness journey, I mean, because I was an athlete, I, I was approached by a gym owner and they asked me if I wanted to start competing. And so for me, I was like, yeah, it's a challenge. Sure. Let's do it. And it was like, I'm, I'm thankful because I, I did it in a natural way. And because I was an athlete off season from fitness competition season, um, I didn't really fluctuate in weight that much. And some people do, and it really throws off their organs. And, but I still like, I, as a woman, I went through challenges because of how hard I wish I was pushing for fitness competitions. And like I said, there's, it's great to have a goal. It's just, you got to really look at the why, like mm -hmm. why you're doing something. And back then it led me to beautiful things and connections like you and I, um, but my why was more for proving, proving something. So if you go deeper, it's, well, why do I feel not good enough that I need to go from a place of proving? Well, who and were you proving for others or for yourself? For others, no. for others. And that was the thing, because so now what I do is I'm very intentional about what I do. And it's more for myself. How can I grow? How can I keep growing? Right. And so I love fitness now even more than I did before, because it's more for myself and then to inspire others. There you go. It's like having to prove. And I did well. I did really well um, competing. And when you asked me to pull out some pictures for, <laughs> for fitness competitions, I'm just like, Oh, we're going there, aren't we? <laughs> oh, we're going there. But you know what? I and also what I it's a nice it's a nice thing to look back and see, you know, that was part of my life. And it was great. And yes, to your point, a lot of the times people will see this, you know, fitness model and or you know, they think every everything is all well in their life. And it wasn't for for a majority of my life, you know, there were a lot of things that I was going through. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting how you can look at somebody and think like, that's it. They have it all together. Again, and then I want to, I wanted to bring that up because I want you all to understand, stop judging, stay within yourself, work on yourself and don't think, oh, this person's over here. I want to try to be them. No, be the best version of yourself. Do it for yourself. I always yeah. ask the question, Kasha, who's the most important person in the equation of your life? The answer yeah. is you. 100%. You work on yourself for you and and build yeah. the best version of you and always realize there's endless possibilities. And you talked earlier Kasha about about uh, true mentality and yeah. you opened that but then you opened the the clinic the you're, you're the director of the yeah. clinic health and wellness. When did that open? So the clinic actually opened first. The clinic oh, I started yes. Yeah. So I started that when I was 19. Oh wow. Um, I know. I started in a little gym. They gave me a little room and I'm a registered massage therapist. So I combined my training and massage therapy and I opened up my business. And then when I was 21, yeah, very young, I was very ambitious as a young 20 year old. And then I, I saw my building that I have now for sale. 
And at that time, I wasn't even looking. I was looking for a house. And my real estate agent kept sending this because it was commercial slash residential. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, maybe you could live, you know, above the clinic. And and at this time, I didn't even have the clinic in my mind. Um, so this kept coming up and the price kept dropping. And then one night I had a dream and I dreamt the whole clinic. I knew what it already looked like. It was a health food store before. Mm -hmm. And I just wrote everything that came from my heart. And that's when I know it's a God moment because it's it's working through me. It's 3 a.m. Like I want to be sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. God's like, now that you're calm and you're listening here, here's all the information you need to know. Here's what walls you need to tear down. Here's the walls you need to grow. And so then I built the clinic and it's had so many transformations over the time because as I'm transforming and as I'm growing, the clinic's growing and the leadership in the clinic is growing. And I've had really good business coaches too, again, that I've had to hire. And this is the thing too, you know, it goes back to that, what you were saying about, you know, people having it all together. No, sometimes it it requires really hard work. There's a dedication that's required. There's a consistency that's, that's required. There's a, when you're you know, falling down on the ground. I remember multiple times crying on the ground going, how am I going to do this? Like entrepreneurship is insane. Who wants to do this? Yeah. It's so rewarding. Oh, it's so good. It's so, (laughs) it's so good. And so I would pick myself back up and I would keep going and moving forward. So the clinic has gone through so many transformations. I'm really, I'm really grateful for where it is now. There's just a powerful leadership. Um, Energy has been our number one priority here, um, you know, how we show up, we clear the energy, we cleanse our own energy, we show up as practitioners, we make sure that we create a healthy mind and body ourselves so that we can show up for our clients. And then, you know, money comes second, the finances come second, because I believe that when you put that first, it, yes, you might be, you know, financially well for a while, and then what? It can crash versus if your energy, if you're cultivating a really good positive energy, Mm -hmm. that's the the groundwork, right? Yes. You have to be driven by your passion. And I hope you all hear this. Cash and I are both saying it, trying to drive it into your head. Everybody that's younger is, oh, I want this amount of money. And it's, I will tell you, and now it's just, (laughs) I just got to chill again. It is bountiful of what is coming to this show. And I believe the same for cash. It will happen. But if you're driven at a very young age, "Ah, I got to make money. I got to have this title and this prestige. Watch what happens when it all comes crashing down and it will, but where did, where's your integrity? What have you learned to be able to pick yourself back up and then become what you should really become? You should be driven by your passions and hard work. I love the fact that you and I both in our early twenties were so driven. I was a news director at 23 years old. Here you are opening up a clinic at 21 years old. And yeah. now we're looking at a younger generation of, I don't want to work. Yes. Yeah. Is too hard. And, and you know what too, Monica, there's a couple of things on this. I love our conversations, by the way. There's, I love them. So there was, um, I was watching something on, I think it was like Instagram, right? Brandon Lake. I don't know if, if, you're, if you're familiar with Brandon Lake. He's a Christian worship singer. He's fantastic. And he said, in this generation right now, if you see something in somebody. If you see a light in somebody, tell them, mm-hmm. share it with them because somebody did that for him. And even though he didn't see his music going anywhere, somebody said to him, you are going to be on stage. You're going to take your music to the next level. And so I love that. It's yes, this generation is, I don't want to work. And then there are some kids that do. Well, I was going to say, it's not all of them. Yes. Right. And they still have that drive. And I love that, that, you know, yeah, tell them. Right. And so I, 
I try to encourage my nieces and nephews when, you know, they're doing something really good. I, I almost like overemphasize. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so good. You got a job for two weeks in the summer. That's amazing. Right. Um, but I want to go back. Give them some hope. <laughs> yeah. Give them some hope. Um, because it is a very strange generation for sure. Um, so I want to go back to the clinic. So then from there, I opened up True Mentality. Okay. Um, yes. And I opened up a facility, um, a 2000 square foot facility for fitness classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then my why again was about proving, right? Proving like I can be successful. So again, there was great, um, I mean, goodness came from it because I generated, you know, powerful classes um, within this facility. We had, oh my goodness, probably 25 to 30 people per class. We had wait lists, but it started with six people, mm-hmm. right? And it started with personal conversations. Hey, I think you should join my boot camp. Hey, I said, you know, so there was a lot of work behind the scenes that was needed to create full classes. Mm-hmm. And the energy and true mentality was incredible to the point where when I decided to close it down, it was right before COVID. Ah. Uh, thankfully, I was speaking to one of my business coaches and I said, listen, I have the clinic. I have true mentality. And at that time, I was running around doing a lot of work everywhere, TV, mm-hmm. magazine, the clinic, my business. And so I had to make a decision because my health was deteriorating. Mm-hmm. So I was doing way too much. I wasn't taking care of myself. And again, all blessings now, because this is what I teach now. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't taking care of myself. And it was to the point where I had a herniated, ba- uh, herniated disc. And I would show up to these classes, be bouncing off the walls, giving all my energy. And then I couldn't even change myself at night. I couldn't even, my nervous system was so shot. And there was so much inflammation that it was like the output was there for everybody else. But then I would go home and I couldn't even change myself. And nobody really knew, right? So over time, uh, my energy started depleting and I had to make a choice. The clinic, um, I wasn't putting a lot of energy there because when you start to put your, you know, eggs in every single basket, you got to really decide, like, where do you want to focus? Because where your focus goes, the energy flows, right? And so um, at that time, thankfully, I knew the clinic was something that God was creating. I knew it was something greater than myself and not that true mentality wasn't, but I felt like true mentality served its purpose. Mm -hmm. It it got so many people on the right track to a healthy mind. I still have people 15 years later, you know, talking about true mentality and being like, oh, you never stop at, you know, when you're counting down um, seconds to like a wall squat, you never stop at one or zero you go past that because in life you don't give up when it just gets hard. Right. Like, you know, like we wanted to, they wanted to put together a quote book of all yeah. my quotes. Right. And so it's, it did its, I felt like it did its part and it may circle back again, who knows, but right before COVID I had that conversation and I decided um, it was a very tough decision. It was a big passion of mine. And I decided it was time to at least move facilities to something that was more manageable. And so I had a crew of probably 50, 60 people that showed up the night that I closed down and I was moving and we did like a time lapse and oh my gosh, and it just popped up as as like a reminder on Facebook, like 10 years later, right? And it gives me chills, the, the amount of support that came in, right? And that showed up and tore down an entire gym and moved it with me to another, another facility. So it was really cool. But yeah, so that's my journey with True Mentality and I, um... 
my focus is not necessarily there anymore. I will still train certain clients to get them going. I'll still do yeah. segments. I'll still do, you know, lives like this and talk about obviously fitness. And I still run a couple classes. But it's a it's a beautiful thing to watch evolution. And it, again, the more you open your mind and your soul to what's next on my path, know that there's debris thrown in your path constantly, but you're trying to find the clarity. And I love the fact that Cassia said, who knows, it could circle back. Right. We just leave it open. I love God to just guide. And, you know, he guided me to leave television. I remember telling Cassia, hey, I'm leaving. Oh, my gosh, what are you going to do? And it's scary and exciting at the same time. And I just allowed myself to be driven by the excitement, be driven by the passion, knowing that we have a greater, knowing that we have a greater purpose to, yeah. to change lives the way we want to, right? It's, uh, you know, there's, there's agendas put on you in life. And then you think about what's it going to take to be an entrepreneur? Kasia just said it, it can be scary, but then so rewarding, like I said. I want to talk about what she does with regards to healing aspects of the heart. We're going to talk about cold plunges and just, uh, again, how the many levels of what she's doing at the clinic can be hopefully a, a part of maybe something that you think, oh, well, maybe I should incorporate that. Maybe this is what's been missing in my life. Yeah, that's why I bring all these beautiful guests on. More with Cassia Sitar mm -hmm. when we return. Hi, I'm John Breyer. As you can probably tell from across the pond over in London, England, I had the pleasure of meeting Monica and the message that she spreads through podcasts and through all the avenues that she has is, is fantastic and the positivity is brilliant. And the fact that it's even affecting someone like me who no relation to, to America at all from London, it's great. And I can't wait to spread the message to as many people as I can. You are listening to The Real Monica Adams Show, and I love when we have our live guests in studio, and then sometimes I'm able to connect with people all over the world, and that's really what I want on this show, is that we're not always here in studio, that sometimes we're able to reach and connect with people all over. So today, we've been talking with Kasia Sitars. Here's Kasia. She is with us from Canada. She's my friend. You can hear it when she says, Obot. Obot. <laughs> hey, I didn't mean to actually say that. I've never said it that way, by the way. And today, the the show, of course, I have to say a boat. <laughs> Where did you grow up, by the way? I'm here in Ontario. Ontario? Yeah. yeah. When are you inviting me to come to your clinic and your house? Yesterday. I invited you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm We're going to make it happen because I want to be doing some of these things. And I watch Kasia on Instagram and, and her, her social media pages and all these beautiful things that she does. And she goes walking with her dog. She's very in love with dogs as well. You want to talk about, uh, you have a, is it a Belgian Malinois? A Belgian Malinois high drive. They use them for like cop work a lot now. Right. They're high energy. That's for sure. My little What's your soul? dog's name? Jackson. Yes, Jackson. Jackson. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so Jackson's always out there, has great energy. You're out doing these hikes and walks. And, and then you take, and you take and you walk. And all of a sudden, here's this beautiful body of water. And it's freezing cold. And most of us would be like, yeah, no thanks. But she gets right in. So let's talk about cold plunges. How long have you been doing these? Uh, oh, man. It, it started actually when like the world was shutting down and I just decided I was like, I'm not going to allow this to bring me down in a way of like my my fitness and my health. So I was walking around in a conservation area. Things were still open, slightly open. Right. And I said to to my friends, I was like, 
let's go jump in the water. And they jumped on it. You got to have friends like that. They jumped on it and they were like, sure. And I, we looked at each other. We're like, well, we don't really have anything on us, but we had our, our workout gear. And this was fall. This was, um, I think that just the start of fall. So it was starting to get cold and there was a beautiful waterfall there and deep enough water for us to get into. And so that's how it started. We just had so much fun. We were laughing and, and then we all realized how we felt after. And even though I knew about like Wim Hof and I knew about cold therapy, it's until you experience it. Right. And so we did it and I was like, oh my goodness, this feels so good. And then I started to do the research around it and we decided let's keep this going. And that was probably one of the most um, successful years that I had. I was showing up differently as a person. My inflammation went mm-hmm. down so much in my body um, and just my alertness went through the roof. So I was like, I want more of this. Now, initially, initially, because we would do it like on a Sunday, um, at least all together. And initially, that's when we would stay in the longest when we were all together, obviously, right? <laughs> See, we stay in longer. And, um, and then I was just talking uh, to one of your friends there backstage. And I was saying like, she's like, yeah, I tried it. And I was so cold after like shivering. It's because when your body's starting to regulate itself again, your metabolism actually starts to go up because your body's working so hard to, hard to regulate itself. So, mm-hmm. and that goes to saying like cold therapy is wonderful and always, you know, speak to your doctor. You, you want to make sure that if you have any health concerns, any heart issues, lung issues, you don't want to be jumping into freezing cold water. You want to do it gradually. And so my journey started three years ago and now this is what I teach and I can talk about, you know, the gradual stages and that sort of thing. How often do you do it? How long do I do it? How often? How often? How often? So how often? So I started doing it every day. If I could, if I could get out there, I started my morning every single day doing it just because I felt amazing. And how warm? Uh, it depends on how cold it is. Depends on, uh, yeah, just <laughs> depends on the weather. In the winter, it's more like, okay, I'm in there for 30 seconds. I did this. Uh, <laughs> but I teach workshops now and we, I facilitate people, you know, doing cold plunges and we're usually in there for about a minute to two minutes. Do you get the same benefits by ending your shower with the cold burst? Yeah, I think it's a great way to even if like if you are stressing um, and you, you're you know, if your mind is circulating a lot, I think it's really good to just switch your mind by doing something like a cold shower, jump in the shower. I was working with a, a coach one time and and he was working on my mindset. I think every coach needs a coach. And mm-hmm. I remember him saying, OK, you're spiraling right now. Go have a cold shower. And this is something I teach. And he was telling me to go do a cold shower. <laughs> and in that moment, because it's it's hard in the moment, right? Like things can be hard in the moment. And I remember being like, no, I just want to talk about this more. And, you know, like I, I'm not done spiraling yet. Hold on. <laughs> Leave me like, alone. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, go do a cold shower. So it was like my own medicine because I would tell that my clients the same thing, like go jump in a cold shower and just change your state. And that's what cold therapy does. It can change your state. Um, so to answer your question, I think it's a great way to begin. Uh, I personally don't like it because half my body's warm, half of it's cold. I would rather like, if I'm going to do this, just let's just go full in. Um, but it is a great way. And if you don't have access to a lake or something like that, uh, then it's a great way to start. And then I would say a bath is the mm-hmm. next really good uh, progression. Well, that would be like a transition. Try the shower, yeah. 
then do the bath. Then maybe if you have an opportunity to try to do it in the lake, I will tell you if I go back to, I think it was 2011, maybe there was a polar plunge for the uh, special Olympics here in St. Louis. And so I got a group of my friends and we decided to do it. But of course, just like you challenging, well, well we, we got to take it another level. We're not just going to do it just like everybody else. Let's do it in a costume. I was dressed like Elvis. Now that's not a good idea, Cash, no. right? Because then all those clothes are just on me. So I did not like how I felt afterwards. I was oh freaking out. I got to get out of this. I have got to get over. Yeah. Fortunately, my mom was right there. My mom lives very close to where we were yeah. doing this. And so I raced over. I'm like, I got to get this off me because it's freaking my body out. And I do have a heart condition. So for me, mm -hmm. I was like, that's probably not the smartest thing for me to do yes. in the future. And I want to stress everything that we always talk about on the show. She said it. I say it. Check with your doctor. Anything you ever hear. Yes, we can give you our advice. We can give you some tools. But in the end, you're, yeah. own, you're your own health advocate. You've got to figure that out. You, got to, you know you better than we do. Yeah. And I wanted to add, too. So I said that cold plunging started three years ago. It actually started when there was a group of guys. So uh, one of my sponsors, Four Sigmatics, it, they're medicinal mushroom company, functional mushroom company. So they're from Finland mm -hmm. and they came down for a show. So I don't know if you know Finland, that's what they do. Cold therapy and wood burning saunas. Oh. And so they were here and I was probably like 25. Um, and there, there was a big pond. It was winter time. And they challenged me. They're like, well, this is easy for us. Come do a cold plunge. And, you know, 25, I was like, no problem. Well, Monica, <laughs> this is where you really need to know what you're doing. And thankfully, I had like a really strong mindset. And I knew like I had to breathe through the cold. Because when I went in, I put my head under and I went all the way. So everything constricted. And I actually lost my breath. And my girlfriend's looking at me like, oh, boy. And yeah. so, but I knew to be calm and to breathe through it. So, you know, my heart started to pump again, but right. yeah, you have to, you have to be careful with how you do it. I do not suggest going and, you know, plunging right away, not alone in ice water, you know, make sure you That's are a very good point. Somebody. with somebody. Yeah. Um, so now well, you're probably the same way as me though. When I did the polar plunge, I was like, well, you can't just put your toes in. You can't just get your knees wet. If we're going to do this, you got to go all in. So I went all the way under yes. because that's, that's the competitive side of us. Yeah. And you know, when you start, um, when you start slower and to me, slow would be just going into a river when it's like fall weather for me mm -hmm. in Canada, fall weather. Right. Mm -hmm. And then now I don't, I don't go with anybody. I just go on my own because I find it actually very peaceful. It's my time to just breathe and overcome something that's really uncomfortable. And that's what I love about cold plunging. That's why I teach it is, you know, I'll usually do it like right after a, a workshop, a meditation workshop, and then we'll take people through cold plunging. Because it's like, if you are able to lay there for an hour and meditate and go into your heart space and, you know, just be calm for an hour, you can do anything. So here's another challenge for you. And it's uncomfortable. But you just showed your body that meditation was uncomfortable, perhaps, mm -hmm. for some people, and you did it anyways. So I, that's why I love teaching it. It's just, you're in a, such an uncomfortable, like being in the cold is, it's not comfortable. Your right. toes are, yeah, it's it's just not fun, right? Um, until it becomes fun because you just love the benefits. It's like working out. Some people don't like to work out. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, I'm starting to feel better. I'm moving right. better. I'm showing up better. I love this. And all of a sudden it switches in your brain and it's like, this is actually something I love now. And I, that's 
what cold plunging has done for me. Like I crave it. I love it. It feels so good. And then also, um, you just gotta, you just gotta know when to do it, um, especially as women. And, you know, there's times where you need more blood flow. So I would not say doing cold therapy would be beneficial during certain times in the month. Right. So you just want to really make sure you work with somebody that knows what they're doing. If you're going to the extreme of like ice plunges and Wim Hof, great Wim Hof. If you can look up Wim Hof, he has a book out. He's got videos out. He takes you through it because there's also um, things that you can do where you're where you're doing a cold plunge. You get out and then you challenge your body to do breath work, push ups mm-hmm. while holding your breath, doing mm-hmm. push ups. So he takes you through all of that and he's fantastic. And so where would we find him? Wim Hof is online. He's online. Spell it for us. Wim is W-I-M. And then it's H-O-F, I believe. Just one F. And he does like retreats. And there was one in Poland. And I was like, oh, wow. This guy has climbed Mount Everest. Like, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure he's climbed Mount Everest to a certain point in his shorts. I'm pretty sure. now Now, again, don't quote me. Go to your own research. Um, yeah, like his, um, ability to even like his immune system, his ability to adapt is incredible. Um, I'm pretty sure he's had like virus injected in him and his body refuses it. So he's, he's a pretty cool, cool guy to look up if you're interested in in cold therapy. And yeah, there are many benefits to it. Well, and you just talked about retreats, which is what I wanted to mention before we had to wrap up. So you hold retreats. And I love the fact when when people are drawn to someone and say, gosh, I really want to go to to what they're holding. I've had retreats. Cash has had retreats. But you take care of so many different levels and everybody brings different things to the table. What are you most proud of that you've been able to take people through in your retreats? Heart coherence. It's something that and I never thought I would say this. Because that is, it's it's a very slow process. You're tapping into your heart. So it's not like bouncing off the walls fitness. Um, before my girlfriend passed, she told me she was doing a lot of heart coherence work. And honestly, I think it expanded her life for four more years. And uh, she told me, she's like, Cash, you know, all the fitness stuff you do, all of it is great. She goes, but the heart coherence is where it is at. Because if you can regulate your heart and your emotions and you can regulate that, you are going to show up differently as a human being. You're going to start making decisions that are coming from your heart. And so that's something, and especially in a world that's very chaotic, and we create our world, really, right? But it, it makes it more challenging when the world already, the outside world is already chaotic. Right. It can create a chaos inside of us. So I would say heart coherence, it's the ability to um, regulate your emotions and create really regenerative emotions instead of depleting ones. And so that can increase your focus and your clarity. So then when you do that workout, you you actually get a better workout in because your performance increases, your energy increases. And that is done through the breath. It's just done through, honestly, it's quite simple. It's done through breathing and generating thoughts or events in your mind that brought you joy, that brought you happiness, that brought you peace and feeling that in your body and then watching your nervous system shift and then going from a place of heart coherence, what it's called. 
it's amazing how many people don't understand the connection points of all of that. She does. She teaches the heart coherence. I teach that whole triangle of life. You've got to take care of your brain. You've got to take care of your soul, your spirit, your heart. You take care of your body. You do all those things and put all those percentages together. That's when you're walking around as a balanced human being, that 100% that we're looking for each day. Just bringing your best to the table, even though every day it may look a little different. If you're mm -hmm. sick, you have concussion symptoms, uh, yeah. you just lost somebody, you're never going to be your best on those moments, but you can always do your best. That's, that's yeah. the biggest thing that, that we carry forward. So where can everybody find your podcast? Yeah. So podcasts, you can go to thrivespodcast.com. You can visit us at the clinic because I can do virtual work as well, especially if you feel stuck in certain areas of your life, or if you do feel pain in your body, we can look at the emotions around that. So the clinic health and wellness.com. Um, and also just if, you want to just connect through Instagram at Kasha underscore sitar. Send me a nice voice memo and because I'm trying to stay off the devices a little bit to heal my own mind and, and my own brain. Um, send me a voice memo. I love those. And we can connect. And also, if you do want to make it out to Ontario, Monica, yes. <laughs> um, I hold retreats in this beautiful cabin spot. At least that's where the one in Ontario is. And we are going to be teaching like all heart coherence, then there's adventure, because I do believe you build resilience when you are in tough situations. So we do adventures and hiking and pushing the body and cold plunging and hot saunas, and then heart coherence work too. All right, I want you to tell me when you hold the next one after November. I would love to get our followers and be able to figure out a way to come there and bring our shows together and do some really cool things in Canada. That's, that's on my bucket list. to yes. be able Because we've been talking about collaborating. I know. In person. It's one yes. thing to be talking like this, but we got to get, get our energies back in person. I, I love it. I agree. So I'm going to let you choose. I do this. Um, we have our 100 days to freedom books, and then we also have Jesus calling, but I want you to pick. So hundred days to freedom from shame, 100 days to freedom from fear and anxiety, 100 days to freedom from depression. There's one anger. And then there's one of overeating, which one resonates and connects with you. I'd say fear, the one fear, fear, fear yeah. and anxiety. All right. 100 days to freedom from fear. Kasha picked fear. So it's a hundred days to freedom. These are wonderful books from Stephen Arterburn. And this is from fear and anxiety. And we're going to read this. We'll do our devotional and then we'll thank Kasha before we completely wrap up. This one's called superpowers. We can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can more people do to me? Well, this is interesting. Do you have a cape? You know, the kind that superheroes wear. Maybe your cape looks like a bath towel or a scarf tied around your neck. Or perhaps you hung up yours a long time ago. You forgot about the power of the Lord that's actually working in your life. Sometimes this happens after we experience a devastating loss and cannot imagine where we will draw strength. Other times we forget the Lord's power in our life because we don't access it day after day. We leave that for our weekly church service. At one time or another, many of us have simply felt powerless to change our circumstances. Well, the Lord Jesus is actually working in your life. For real, that's a powerful thought. What would be different in your life if you felt confident that the Lord is actually with you? Think about that. You've been through many things, and Jesus was with you every minute of it. Even in the most desperate days, the Lord has provided strength for you to get through to today. Remember to put on your cape today by spending some time with Jesus, who will provide all the power you need to move throughout the day. 
Hudson Taylor said many Christians estimate difficulty in the light of their own resources, and thus they attempt very little, and they always fail. All giants have been weak men who did great things for God because they relied on his power and his presence to be with them. Helen Keller said it is for us to pray not for tasks equal to our powers, but for powers equal to our tasks, to go toward and go forward with a great desire forever, beating at the door of our hearts as we travel toward our distant goal. And Dr. Anita Phillips said prayer is a weapon. Therapy is a strategy. So today's prayer, Lord Jesus, thank you for your strength. Help me to grow in my faith that you are always with me and will help me with my challenges. Amen to that. Always with us, always there and always guiding us. Kasha, what'd you think about that? That one touched your soul? Whoo, I got chills. And you know, as you were saying all that, I I can't help but feel like I know that you made this transition into, into doing your own show here. And you can just see that this is your calling. Like you're such a bright, beautiful woman and you give me inspiration. The way that you even speak about God on your show, there were times where I'm like, oh, can I say that? And it's like, well, you, this is what I believe. This yes. is my fuel. This is that's, you know, so thank you for inspiring me today. Well, no, and I think it's interesting with you just starting the podcast within the last month and a half. It's powerful because I, trust me, I went there in my mind and thought, are people going to want to hear about faith. And so we sit there and we, and it's so interesting how we second guess. And then all of a sudden you go, why wouldn't I put it out there? And then you'll either receive it or you don't. And then maybe yeah. there's all these people out there saying, thank you for bringing yeah. it forward. I mean, it was an organic thing of how I picked those books. I just went and was trying out different churches, Kasha. And I saw those books and I thought, well, first of all, they're pretty, they're different colors. But I, I looked at my husband and said, I think I want to make this a part of my show. And he's like, well, do it. And we That's did it. And it's just amazing. I love, I love wrapping up with those. Can I, can I also just add, so we interviewed uh, the same guest and right before uh, on obviously separate times and right before I interviewed this guest, Nick, Nicholas, Nicholas Murray. Said, yes. Yeah. There was a little bit of technical uh, difficulties. And I said, Hey, can we say a prayer? And you know what he's like? He's like, you and Monica, you and Monica are just awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> always connected. And it's yeah, I, I appreciate you. And I do understand that, you know, or, or do we bring that forward? And then I have to think, why am I doing this? I'm not doing this for myself anyhow. Nope. We're doing right. this to change the world. And that's, and that's what we're going to continue to yeah. do. So Thrise, it's T-H-R-I-S-E, the Thrise Podcast. Thrise I want you to podcast. check it out, thrisepodcast.com. Um, and again, you could also, as she said, virtually do uh, the clinic with her since she's in Canada, but you might be elsewhere. It doesn't matter. She's just there, as am I, to help continue to change the world. My friend, until I get to Canada, thank you so much. You're a blessing and continue to pay it forward uh, and do the great things you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And to all of you, again, thank you for receiving the message. Don't keep it to yourself. Continue to share and like and follow and spread the message forward that we are here, all of us connecting souls to help you be the best version of yourself. But remember, before you're anything in life, go out and be kind to each other. God bless you. 
Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of The Real Monica Adams Show. And I hope that you take just one thing from today's show. Remember, it's small changes that amount to the large ones that you've been seeking in your life. If you've been suffering from mental health, depression, anxiety, fear, PTSD, you have to start small. But I'm giving you the tools on my show each and every day, again, on Facebook and YouTube, and then listening to the message on this audio podcast platform. If there's a show you would like for me to do, a particular topic, do me a favor, shoot me an email, info at therealmonicaadams.com, and I will take care of that for you. Thank you again for tuning in today, and we will see you very soon. Mm-hmm.